4: Well,
5: always follow, the, follow money. the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VCN. Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Visit DraftKings.com/ Guinness. Set your lineup. Watch the action unfold as you play for your share of 115,000 all season long. Guinness made of more terms and conditions apply draftkings.com for details
6: paulie we do have a national championship game tonight believe it or not it's tcu and georgia the current line on the game is georgia 12 and a half or 13 depending on the book total around 63 and a half or 64 again depending on the book and right now to discuss it with it and give us some best bets is paul stone professional sports better great college football handicapper as well paul thanks for the time today how are you
7: doing well man excited about this uh National Championship Game, a true David versus Goliath uh, matchup, and uh, we'll see if the, the clock strikes midnight on the Horn Frogs tonight there in Inglewood. I
6: was going to say, do we get the fairy tale ending tonight for the Horn Frogs, or do you like Georgia in the game?
7: Well, you know, I, I t- you know, people debate often, Mitch, about the uh, validity or how how critical the recruiting rankings are, and I heard something this morning. I think Fox maybe tweeted it, and maybe they were referencing rivals but Georgia has 68 players on their roster that were either five- or four-star recruits. TCU, only 17. Uh, Georgia, their worst recruiting class the last four years, their worst, fourth. TCU's best the last four years, 23rd. So we really have a David versus Goliath matchup here. And as much as I love the underdog and, and fairytale endings, I think the clock does strike midnight on TCU tonight. I mean, in the immediate aftermath Mm -hmm. of that Georgia victory over Ohio State, you've got Kirby Smart within seconds of that 50-yard field goal attempt by Ohio State uh, sailing wide right. All he's talking about is is, is Stetson Bennett's got to play better. You know he's not doing what he's coached to do. He's got to make better decisions. He's got to play better, and and he's setting the guy up. He know he knows his players. He's pressing his buttons. And I think we get an A plus effort from Bennett tonight. I think we get an A plus effort from Georgia. I don't think they're going to lay two eggs in a row. I like Georgia to beat TCU by two or more touchdowns.
6: You do okay. So I have not made that bet yet. I will look into that when we're done talking today. Uh, one bet or two bets that we do have that are commonplace here, Paul. Uh, I like the over. and In fact, the, the local paper out here, the Las Vegas Review Journal, they reached out to a bunch of people and asked for predictions. I have Georgia 48-27. Uh, I, just, I think we're going to get a lot of points. I think Georgia can pretty much name their score. Am I out of, out of line with that comment?
7: I don't believe you are, Mitch. I mean, it's no secret that college football has become an offensive game. I mean, we grew up with the old adage that, that offense sells tickets and defense wins championships, but that's just no longer true. I mean, these teams spread the field. The better players gravitate towards uh, towards offense. Uh, defense is getting more and more difficult to play. You have seven-on-seven seven during the off season, which refines the passing game and just makes the, the relationship between quarterbacks and receivers even that much greater. And, you know, I, I just think there's going to be a lot of points. Like you said, um, Georgia, I think, is going to be able to score. Uh, TCU doesn't have a, a, a great defense. Georgia, they've got a really good defense, but it's nowhere nearly as good as last year's version. Mm-hmm. The main reason is the back four of that defense is vulnerable. You look at their last two opponents, LSU and Ohio State, they have combined to throw for 850 yards against Georgia in these last two games, 10 yards an attempt. TCU's got a big-time 1,000-yard receiver and long, lanky uh, Quentin Johnston, uh, who's probably going to be possibly anyway the first receiver taken in this coming April's uh, NFL draft. Tay Barber and Darius Davis, good second third options. I think TCU's going to score some points as well. As I said earlier, Bennett brings his A game. I think Georgia is going to score a lot of points. TCU is going to score a lot of points, and we're going to go over that total of sixty-three to sixty-four.
6: Yeah, you also like the Georgia team total hovering around thirty-eight or so.
7: Right. I actually played it at at thirty-seven and a half over. I think most of that's gone. You're seeing thirty-eight and thirty-eight and a half. Obviously, if you can find thirty-eight, play Georgia to go over uh, that team total of thirty-eight. I just think they're going to score some points, and uh, you know, be difficult for the Horned Frogs to slow down.
6: Let's follow the money here on Vsin, the sports betting network. Professional sports better, college football handicapper, Paul Stone is our guest. He's on Twitter at Paul Stone Sports. So, what you said there about the Georgia defense and how many yards they've allowed their last two games, I did look at some player props for TCU through the air. But the number I saw for Quentin Johnson, the player you mentioned, it was like eight, it was really beefed up there. As you would imagine, it was like eighty-seven and a half. I believe. I'm like, ah, I'm not. That's too high for me to play. If there is a player, maybe a secondary receiver, or somebody else on the TCU team that you would like to go over, who would that be?
7: You know, I look downstream as well. I don't think there's value there. I think you pay a premium on those top players because yep. everybody's going to look to pay over. But I looked at Darius Davis for TCU, who's probably the best return man in all of college football. But we're looking at his receiving yardage total here, over 25.5 there at the Westgate this morning. He's only had five receptions. Uh, in the last three games, a total of five receptions last three games for 51 yards. So he's not one of their primary targets. But I think with Ringo, uh, I think they're going to put him on Johnston, their top cornerback. Uh, and I think he's going to you know, be not taken out of the game, but I think they're going to have to look to their second and third guys, and I think Darius Davis a guy who, with his speed especially, he could get that 25-and-a-half over in one play. So I like Darius yeah. Davis, just for a small position, over 25-and-a-half receiving yards there at Westgate.
6: And then which props are you looking at for Georgia? Any of the running backs here to maybe have a good game on the ground, or are you looking at the, the receiver path as well?
7: I'm looking at the receiver pad as well, and this is the player prop that I like the most of these two, but Adonai Mitchell, wide receiver for Georgia. Uh, if you remember, he was hurt back in uh, week two against Samford, uh, had an ankle injury, missed, all, missed the rest of the regular season. He briefly appeared versus LSU in the SEC title game, didn't record any stats. And then last week against Ohio State, uh, he had three catches for 43 yards and a touchdown, actually had two receptions. Uh, on the first drive there for the uh, for the Bulldogs. I think Darnell Washington, the tight end for Georgia, left ankle injury, I don't think he's going to play. I think that opens up more targets for guys like Adonai Mitchell, more opportunities. I like Adonai Mitchell over 42.5 receiving yards.
6: Okay, very good. So just to go over again and confirm the plays, you like Georgia minus the points. You like the over uh, around 63.5 or so, and you like the Georgia team total over now 38 if it's still available. Okay, very good. Uh, again, you can follow Paul on Twitter. He is at Paul Stone Sports. His podcast is called the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. You can get it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, Paul, we can't thank you enough for popping on every single week during the college football season. We appreciate that, and best of luck tonight during the national title game.
7: Same to you guys. And I have so much enjoyed uh, being on with you and Paulie the last uh, three or four years, and, and hope to do it again next year. And you guys have a great national championship game.
5: No doubt, and you back at it. you. Thank you, sir. There's there a couple a couple of things here. Number one, the frustration level from a hedging standpoint. You're, <laughs> if you have a TCU with 280, 250 to one, whatever, yep. Dustin's got 80. 80 I mean, yeah. Georgia's minus 450 on the money line. Oh, my God. I mean, you beat Michigan you know, from a power conference. and here, <laughs> uh, This happened to me once where, uh can't believe I just did that, uh, uh, Villanova. Remember the year they went to the Final 4? Yeah. I was in the I'm in the Big East, right? I go to the Final 4. Oh, we're talking like 2008, long time ago. You okay. right. But I had like I don't know, 30 to 1 on Villanova. And I'm playing North Carolina, I can't even do anything. I'm like a 10-point dog in the game. But the level of frustration there. So if you have futures on TCU, uh how tough this must be tonight and hope for something early in play. Uh the other thing is uh there's another contest that's still going. And that's the one, the Friday football betting invitational here with here, Matt Humans. Right, Chuck Edel has a one-game lead over the Bear Chris Felica. Felica has the tiebreaker. He also has Georgia and the under. If he gets one, he gets it. And with seventeen thousand seventeen five, I think is first place there. So Chuck went three and two. Felica zero oh, and three this week. Chuck with the one-game lead, two picks left. Wow. Okay. So I didn't think anybody
6: was going to be able to track down the bear. Right. But he can still win it tonight by getting either one of those to go there. Chuck had the Colts.
5: Oh, man. How bad is that? So
6: if that doesn't lose, then he'd have a two-game lead, and if Felica would go 2-0, he'd still win because of the best bet tiebreaker. Do you know what Felica's best bet is? Because he was his best bet was smoking
5: hot. Well, oh, uh, I think it lost. Was it an NFL our, play? I, I, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Defensive or special teams touchdown, no as low as 240. Scoreless quarter, plus 650. Yeah, that's not happening. Longest touchdown, 49 and a half yards. Though that could, 49 and a half is what you're seeing?
6: I don't typically bet that, but Uh, that can get there a variety of ways. I like the Georgia team total over a lot. Okay, I mean, they score a, this is... I don't know if some people still have it in their heads like this is a defensive minded team and they beat they score a lot of points. Well, that's true. They're the really offense. good offensively. How concerned are you with the defense the
5: last six scores? Well, oh, you have
6: to be. Yeah. You I mean 850 yards like Paul said to the yeah. last two teams they played against in the air. Yeah. And TCU they have playmakers all over. It's a good team. You know that they were 1000 to 1 at the Westgate in the summertime?
5: My god. I Makes do- sense. 5 and 7 new coach? No one's thinking of them. In the Big Twelve, no, they, nobody, they the nobody, order. Did, no, of course not. Yeah, it's an incredible coaching job. Yeah. I think they were five
6: hundred to one here where we broadcast from. Well,
5: out Yeah, our producer got him at eighty to one in, in what mid November. No, yeah, mid November he bet him eighty yeah. to one. No uh, one was believing in this team. Ah, they'll lose. The, ah, they're not. This isn't real, right? Yep. Just survive. Ever. What a story. Sure. All right.
6: I think it's going to be... I think 40... That's my prediction that I gave the RJ here in town. 48-27. That might be a little yeah. aggressive. That sounds about right. But... You're in range. Like, that 41... I I like Georgia to cover. I don't love them, though. Like, I could see 41-30. I just like the over better. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. All right. A lot to get into yet here in the final 45 minutes of today's program. Uh, what happened yesterday during the, the early window, and then last night in the Packers-Lions game bonkers in week 18 coming up here and follow the money it's visa and the sports betting network
5: looking for an edge tonight on the title game? Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Intro offer of $9.99. We have you covered. Access to the recaps of every play by every host and every guest. Deep dive betting reports. The betting guides for the biggest games of the season. Limited time offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sign up today for only $9.99 become part of, part of the uh, sports betting network, vcin.com slash subscribe.
6: Yeah, to put a bow on the conversation regarding the Friday Football Betting Invitational right here on vcin, hosted by Matt Eumanns, uh, down to Chris Felica and professional sports better Chuck Edel. Felica 0-3 so far, his best bet is Georgia minus 12, and so far in the year 12-5 and with the best bets.
5: Okay, thank you. I thought it was Cleveland. All right. Very okay. good.
6: Uh, reaction to what happened yesterday, that early window, Again, week 18 never disappoints at all. I just, the the Texans doing what they did. I know what uh, Michael Lombardi was saying an hour ago. There is no, like, Caleb Williams next year, to me, would be the much better choice to have a quarterback. There's no, like, Andrew Luck, per se, in this draft. However, you still hold all the cards when you're picking number one overall. And so if, by chance, a quarterback takes off in the next four months with the hype and a team wants him... yes. Well, now the Bears can say, okay, fine. We'll take three first picks, number one picks, whatever it's going to be. Houston can't do that anymore. And by the way, they need a quarterback. Maybe there's a team desperate enough to trade for them. Imagine if the Texans would actually trade up now for the first pick. Oh.
5: <laughs> yeah, Shut it right. down. Yes. For all-time blunders. Uh, I think we'll see a change of GM as well. But that that's the last. I thought, I'm not even going to watch this game. I'm not even going to put this on. And it turns out to be an incredible finish. And then also tying into Survivor here. And the guy's fighting it out for over for $6 million and how that thing landed. And you think of the Texans are going to run away and hide with the big lead early. Then they fall behind. And then not only a 4th and 12 on that drive, but they convert the 4th and 20, throwing it up for grabs, Hail Mary, touchdown through the defenders' hands. And they go for the win and the two-point conversion. In, in the reports before the game, they're meeting with Lovey. And he's selling McNair on keeping me around. And I I deserve another chance. And they go out and they blow the number one pick. And the Bears sit back. Think about this. The Bears get the number one pick. They were 2-1 and to start the season. It's like, oh, wow, maybe not that bad. We find out. And then they go 1-14 and to close out. That team beat the 49ers in week one. Yeah. 49ers.
6: Beat Belichick.
5: Might be the best team in football. How bad is that loss now? Yeah. Cost the Patriots a playoff spot. He got beat at home by Fields. That was a wild
6: game, man. It was Zappy came in. They got the lead. The place is on fire. Yeah, the Zappy chance and and, right. and then no oh. no stopping the Bears' offense. Like the one time that we've said that all year long. Well, maybe a couple more times because uh. Fields was so good. But you get my point. Uh, that game is going on. The the stuff that led into what Staley did, obviously
5: the Jets finish? Who's going to make the playoffs? The the Steelers have the win. We know the Patriots are going to get beat. The Steelers are going to win. Can the Jets pull this out? Is it going to overtime? Mm -hmm. My God, the Jets don't even cover. Does it end in a tie? With the ridiculous safety business? Right. Was anyone going to score in the Jets game? It's 6-6. The huge penalty puts them in range. Now, Uh, I'd like to sit here and tell you, too, that
6: the best bet on the board yesterday would have been the Buccaneers early. But... I think it probably would have split, right? Because I thought Buccaneers first quarter was a good bet. They did not cash the first quarter. They actually had that lead. It looked like they were going to. The Falcons came back to take the lead, but the Buccaneers did cash the first half. So Mm -hmm. they did not, the books never really adjusted for that because the Falcons were favored, but yet we knew that Brady was going to play. The question was how long was he going to play, right? Yep. I was trying to make a case for the Buccaneers first quarter so I didn't think they were going to play their starters the entire first half, but they did. And so for those people who bet the Buccaneers based on that in the first half, they got there and covered that number. And they won it outright. And then the Falcons pulled away in the second second
5: half right. and looked okay doing so. Right, great drama there in the, in the final uh, 45 minutes there of the early window, which led you into same, same scenario, but how the coach is treated completely different. And that was Dable, what he did, and what Staley did. And then for Williams to get carted off, and he needs help walking to the bus. Ah, Keep the guys in there. Allen's still in late in the game. Herbert's in there in the fourth quarter. You finally put Daniel in. Mm -hmm. It just uh, could have been a mitigated disaster for the Chargers. Bosa leaves with an injury. You lose Williams, and you're already locked into your seed and your opponent. And he did that. And then on the flip side, Dable's saying, I'm sitting everybody uh, I'm, I'm resting to get ready because we can't improve our seat either. We yeah. know who we're playing and we're locked into the six. So a report from late
6: last night, Williams suffered back spasms, had the MRI. It was negative. He should be available for the game against the Jags. It should not come down to that though. You should not be taking risky chances nope. when it doesn't mean anything. And now, by the way, yep. again, you have to fly across the country and play on short rest against a team that uh, played Saturday night. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what to say about this guy. Other than watch what's going to happen. I'll say it for a second time today. Yeah. Watch the Chargers go on a run, and all we have to hear about is this Staley guy. He's such a good coach. Love this guy. <laughs> yeah, right. I never want the, yeah. the, the genius stuff thrown around with this guy, and he's so in it. Like, I, that needs to die. No. You can't, I don't want to hear anybody say that anymore. You
5: have no idea what he's going to do week to week, game to game, with decisions, even fourth down stuff. No, he, that, he'll, he'll kick fourth and one. He'll go for it, fourth and one at the, mid, the midfield. I mean, he's all over the joint with what he decides to do. Yep. Uh, Wilson did play well in the game, too. And that should have been a comfortable cover for Denver, up 11, getting the ball. But then they fumble the punt, and uh, they hang on and win by three. With a, But again, a 10-point move in that game. And Staley never said what he was going to do. And he plays people. Well, the the line movement, I mean,
6: the Eagles close right. 17 and a half at some spots. Think about that. That's, yeah. The. That, at least two spots here in Las Vegas and that I know had 17 and a half. 10
5: point move in that game, 16-point move in the other one with the look-ahead, and then we cap it off with Sunday night, which uh, I know a lot of people were rooting for Detroit, and you know sometimes you make comments that come back to bite you, and I know they didn't need extra motivation on national TV and they wanted to keep the Packers out, but to think that the first time they met, Rodgers, after the game, said, you can't lose to teams like that. And they remember it, and they talked about it all week. And no one's giving us a chance. And I remember what Rodgers said, and just like the first game, it played out kind of the same way where Green Bay is living in Detroit territory, and they can't cash in. Turnovers, poor execution, missed field goals, and the doors open, A great job by Dan Campbell. Now, does he coach like that? If it's a win-and-in situation? Maybe. But I love that he, game-tying field goal? No, I'm going for it. Never sec- even thought about no. it. No. Second and 17, lateral, bam, here you go. Fourth and one, I'm going and I'm throwing and I'm going to run the clock out. And what is something to build on and going into the next season and a great turnaround yeah. to think yeah. how they started and they go nine and eight and good job by Goff who resurrected his career. You oh,
6: know, by the way, I thought the Packers were getting bailed out with a lot of calls going oh, their sure. way last night. Oh, absolutely. Most everything was going their way. I mean, the play where Quay Walker got kicked out of the game for being a bonehead, how did they not call? Like unnecessary roughness. Reed comes across with a forearm shiver and Ben Swift all the way back. Like it's gonna break his back mm. and there's nothing on that play, and everybody all eyeballs are gonna be focused on that exact collision. And yet then Quay Walker comes over and it just they're they're really it's again the coaching here. Uh LeFleur is gonna get so exposed once Rogers goes bye bye, it will not it will not even be funny. This guy kicked a field goal down eight late at home to the Buccaneers to go to the Super Bowl. Never forget that. Yeah. And some of the other stuff too that uh like last night, Dan Campbell just completely outcoached him with the play calling, the stuff the fourth down in deep inside their own territory and to run a reverse to Lazard like that, Lazard, what th- that had no chance of working. Whatsoever. Oh yeah, go, yeah, that play. Their their short yardage stuff was oh. terrible. Detroit short yardage stuff was awesome.
5: They are giving you the quarterback sneak on that play. Yes, they are. And they would and then but he took it later in the game. He did. And then Tariqo made a comment, well, very important. I mean, you gotta do it. Well, why didn't you do it? Early they were run. giving it to you. Yeah. Right. And so how that with the Seattle win uh tied into Sunday night, and I, I was dead wrong and pleasantly surprised. it's a great story what Seattle was able to do. I thought they'd be the worst team in the league or close to it. And they made the playoffs. Nice job by Carroll. Now they should get blown out Saturday, but still. That is that uh, who saw that coming? No, their win Plus total five was five 56 to one to make
6: the playoffs. That's yeah. a great job. Their win dare. total was six and a half. Yep, they were pegged to finish last in that division.
5: Sure, Geno played well. The first it was pass a hell of, of a year. Well, it was, but first play of the game intercepted. It's like, yeah. oh no, it's raining sideways. This could get what do we have here, but uh, they pulled it out in overtime again against the Rams. Oh, uh, they found a way to do it. Yeah, I will say, I don't, I don't think you can give them comeback player of the year though.
6: I'm like no. steadfast in that. I think it's McCaffrey had a pretty good game. I think McCaffrey wins it now. You think? Yeah. I'd love it if it's Saquon, but I don't know if Saquon gets there. Either guy. And I think Rookie of the Year is going to go to Kenny Walker as well. 114 yards game that went to overtime had to have it to win the game. Coach of the Year is tough. Very tough.
5: Tough. Shanahan did it again. One ten. He closed
6: with ten in a row. He, you know that he was. Um, he turned into the betting favorite late last week at a couple of books that reposted. Yeah. So, up next we'll talk to Thomas Gable. He's in charge of the uh, Borgata sports book in Atlantic City. How were the Week 18 results at his book? Uh, what does early action look like for the playoffs? And which team or teams ding them the most with Super Bowl liability? That's coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSYN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Follow the money on VSAN. Playoffs right around the corner. Plenty of props up at Bet Rivers. Great props tonight for TCU and Georgia. And the house specials are up as well with largest lead 21 and a half. And whether it's football, hockey, or basketball, Bet Rivers as you covered. Tuesday hockey first goal insurance. Sunday football parlay insurance and more. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. It's a great
6: time to welcome in. Thomas Gable, he is the director of the Race and sports book at the Borgata in Atlantic City here on Follow the Money, Visa, and The Sports Betting Network. Thomas, it's great to talk to you. How are you?
11: Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on.
6: You bet. Let's begin with uh, one of the games yesterday in the early window, and the look-ahead line where it was Eagles minus one, one and a half, got as high as I think I saw 17. I did see 17 and a half here at some books, and then tie that into the liability that you saw on the Eagles all year long with the Super Bowl and the stuff that you took on Hertz. Uh, how bad is it if they actually win the Super Bowl this year or if he were to win the MVP?
11: Well, they're our biggest liability for the Super Bowl, for sure, and it's certainly bad if they win the NFC as well. I mean, it, we opened the Eagles as, uh, I think, of 3-1 to one to win the NFC East. And it was interesting because in Atlantic City, you typically have the two big feeder markets for Atlantic City are New York and Philadelphia. So you're always, no matter what sport, you're always going to take liability on in New York teams and the Philly teams, no matter what they're projected to do. You just have that liability typically, and uh, this year, obviously, no exception there with with the Eagles and. But it was interesting because right after the draft, when we opened up the season win market and the division markets, the Sharps really came in, jumped early on the Eagles, gobbled up to 3-1, to one. but then you saw the locals continue to bet the Eagles, and the Cowboys actually opened up as the favorite to win the NFC East and ended up, the, obviously the Eagles, just we took on so much Eagles money, they ended up uh, going off as the favorite before the season started. Um, so we, we obviously lost on that. And I, you know, it was interesting going through the numbers last night for all the, all these markets, um, uh, brought to mind a guy who he's a regular, everyday baseball better during the regular season comes in every day, not a big player at all. Typically bets between $100, $200 a day on, you know, two, three games, but every single day, and this started in the spring at the beginning of the baseball season. Every single day that he cashed a ticket, he would invest 50 to $100 in an Eagles future, whether it was a season win. And he did that every single day. And I was just thinking about this guy last night because I'm like, man, this guy has to have thousands of dollars invested <laughs> in the Eagles. Not not a big player at all. Somebody who bets 100 to 200 a day. And he probably has you know a couple hundred tickets invested in their future. So, uh, But, I mean, that's just the way it was with the locals. Um, they were very high on the Eagles and obviously the way that they started out the season, um, they uh, uh, obviously had everybody in good mood. Now the last couple weeks with, when Hurts mm-hmm. got hurt and you know how they looked yesterday, which certainly yesterday was a great result for us in that game, they closed 17 here and um, the, the Giants uh, obviously getting the money. We couldn't get any Giants money until late yesterday. Um, it was all Eagles money early in the week. So, um, you know, it, it's, a, I think, a little bit of uh, consternation setting in. But, obviously, they have the bye week. They got what they wanted out of uh, yesterday, which was uh, win the game, get the number one seed, get the bye week, and, and have home field advance in the playoffs.
5: You had a good discussion with Michael Lombardi about who was going to blow up the money line parlay. And it was surprising how it turned out. But Dallas with a no-show, how good was that result?
11: That that was very good. And you know, kudos to Michael and Patrick because I asked them both. I said, "Who do you think is going to blow up these money line parlays this week?" And uh, one of them said Dallas, and the other one uh, said Green Bay, and uh, they were both right. So uh, Dallas obviously was was a great uh, result for us as well. You know, as much as we won on uh, Dallas and Philadelphia, it was great, but. Uh, the Niners, obviously everybody was pounding the Niners. I I think the Cardinals, we probably wrote the least amount of tickets on the Cardinals of any team in any week of the regular season this year. I mean, nobody was taking Arizona. Uh, So we lost a lot on the Niners game, but uh, obviously made it back on the Eagles and and Cowboys as well.
6: And then late late afternoon as well, Seahawks game went your way, obviously. Uh, A lot of people uh, were betting them.
11: Yeah, Seahawks, uh, obviously people were, were, were thinking again. And we, we talked about it yesterday on the Lombardi line. It's, it, when you look at these lines and going into the last week of the season and these teams are in quote-unquote must-win scenarios, uh, don't just blindly lay the points there because mm-hmm. some of those lines are going to be a little bit inflated, and, and that's what happened there with the Seahawks. And People were saying, well, the Seahawks have to win if they, if they have a chance to get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They were uh, blindly lying that, and uh, we also won the total in that game. So, you know, that game was a good result for us.
5: That was an interesting handicap with the McVay angle, too, because it appears he's out the door. So are are they going to fight and play hard for him, or was he thinking about, okay, I'm on to other things, too? So that added something, a new wrinkle to it as well. How about the Denver game, Fallen 3?
11: Yeah, so that was an interesting one. Chargers opened as three-point favorites in that. Denver closed as six-and-a-half-point favorites. And we we had a sharp group come in, uh, I think, late two, two two-and-a-half with Broncos very early in the week. Um, They actually came back and pressed it later on in the week, too, uh, with Denver. But uh, falling three, we we actually, the uh, decision in that game really laid with the uh, the total for us in that one. So that one ended up okay. Uh, Really, the late slate. Uh, we, we did very well outside the Niners game and uh, kind of carried the day for us.
6: It's follow the money here on Vsin the sports betting network. Thomas Gable, our guest, sportsbook director of the Race and Sports at Borgata in Atlantic City. Uh, any respected money last night? I, uh, I'm guessing you did take some early on when you opened up these numbers here for the first round of the playoffs.
11: Yeah, you know, it was interesting. I was going back and forth with uh, this Giants Vikings game, and you know where the market's pretty much all at three with this, and uh, said given three for the Giants here, in this market may not be the, the greatest, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, pretty much, you, you see the uh, minus one twenty on the, on the poster of the Giants everywhere right mm-hmm. now. Um, so I, I certainly expect to get some Giants money here today. Um, the, the one game that's uh, that's already moved a little bit um, is this um, uh, the Bills uh, are up to 11 and uh, the the Chargers one and a half point favorites uh, going cross country there to, to play Jacksonville and you know that was one of the things that I was I wasn't really closely following that Chargers game but when I, every time I looked at it, I see Herbert still in It was a little inexplicable to me and then yeah. you find out Mike Williams is hurt. Uh, so, uh, it's a tough spot here for the Chargers coming up, for sure.
5: How about tonight? Uh, any liability on TCU futures, and what can you report from a standpoint on, on ticket count here?
11: Yeah, a little bit of liability on TCU in the future market. We're in good shape uh, with Georgia in the futures, uh, but we're writing about five TCU tickets for every Georgia ticket we write, but the uh, respective money certainly on Georgia here. And uh, right now on the spread, we're, we're pretty evenly. It's pretty evenly bet game overall in terms of the money. Uh, Georgia's laying 13 right now. We have a total listed as 63 and a half, which, uh, again, I expect uh, some people there to be taking the over. It's uh, what you saw, the public's, what they saw in those two semifinal games. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be hitting the over today.
6: Yeah, and, and Thomas, of those five to one tickets on TCU, how much of that is actually TCU money line compared to uh, the points?
11: Um there's a decent amount of uh TCU money line for sure. I mean, and, you know, you get you get a nice return there if you're taking it. So, um you know, it's uh there's certainly people taking a shot on the TCU money line.
9: Yeah.
6: Thomas great talking to you. Thanks so much yes. for the time. Enjoy
5: the game tonight.
11: All right, thanks guys.
5: Well done. TCU looks yeah. like a public dog tonight. So, uh be careful. And one more thing too with the uh the DraftKings largest uh large, largest margin of victory, 25 and a half? 25, 49ers. How funny is oh, that? Oh, is that right? Huh? Isn't that That's good? right, you pointed that out on Friday. Yep. Visa now heard on Sports Map Radio across the country, including great radio stations like ESPN Northwest Arkansas, KAKS 99.5, and Little Rock, Arkansas. You're listening live to the best in sports betting news and info from the sports betting capital of the world in Las Vegas. Welcome to the Visa and family, and to follow the money. Thank and you. It,
6: yeah, and again, our thanks to Thomas Gable there. He is in charge of the Borgata Sportsbook, in Atlantic City, and a uh, funny story about the guy who was betting baseball that's all year great. long every day, and every time he would cash a ticket, yeah, give me 50, give me 100 more on the Eagles, one way or the other, on a, on a future ticket.
5: They're okay. That was a misleading score. You know, he's playing through an injury. Oh, they get uh, a week they, off? There's yeah. nothing to freak out about whatsoever. Yeah, it'll no, be okay. That's, yeah, and not uh, yeah. as bad as Dallas's looked too. Uh, if you get a Dallas-Tampa Bay winner,
6: should be okay. Which team would surprise you the most by going on a run in the NFC playoffs, the Vikings or the Buccaneers? Oh, it's got to be the Vikings.
5: Me too. That's where we're at now. I, I, I know think, it's still Brady. I know. I, think, I, I asked you. You laughed at me a couple months ago, well, but I'm it's still laughing. But I mean, it's, it's like, crazier things have happened. Yeah. Well, it, they're really set up here now, though. I mean, because it, <laughs> I, it, I, I, li- I I've changed my mind. I have to. I like Tampa. How bad Dak has played in Dallas. Yeah. Okay. Well, run down in pocket
6: plays for the weekend. I know it was ugly, ugly, ugly for yours truly. And also, you're going to hear from the guy who lost his Circa Survivor entry on the Colts coming up next.
5: algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game
4: someone gives you ten thousand to one on anything you take it take it take it i'll bet you 20
6: bucks i can get you gambling before the end of the day no way i'll give you three to one odds no nope. five to one no
2: nope.
7: ten
5: to one you're right. all right end of the regular season so plenty to grade here and go through uh i mean it's just like it was august and we were breaking everything down and giving our predictions for the betting guide Raiders plus 10 no good great job by Kansas City pleasantly surprised by their defense in the
6: pass rush everybody was on the Raiders
5: yep uh Henry over 91 and a half rushing yards winner that was uh 30 the attempts go over the yards go over the receiving yards go over he had 30 for 109 in the game Packers minus four loser strange game But again, it's kind of like how it played out earlier in Detroit. 9-3, they're driving, huge turnover. Crosby later in the game misses a field goal. Just living in Detroit territory Yep, and can't cash in. Patriots under 8.5 wins. Winner. Patriots to make the playoffs. No, minus 170. Winner. This was a a bet that was correlated to Monday night because I thought the Bengals would win and then the Bills would sit people. But Patriots plus 280, uh, that was no good. And uh, Buffalo gets to win. Dolphins to make the playoffs winner. Broncos minus two and a half winner. Jets loser. Brown Steelers under 40. No good. Was that a scoreless first quarter, too? Uh, AFC South winner. Colts dollar 10. No chance. Seahawks to win the West at plus 350. Uh, that was no good. Longest field goal under 62 and a half. Count it. That's a winner. And this was uh, midway through the year, I think. Yeah, week eight. Tyreek Hill to break the record for most receiving yards, plus 175. He was on pace, but then Tua goes down. So that's all she wrote, and one new play. Let's go to Sunday night, the rubber match. I'm riding the Bengals, 6.5 against the Ravens. I'm not that concerned, even if it is Lamar. Uh, a 13-1 and one ATS run for the Bengals, and I think they get it done. They win and cover, and hopefully they go to Buffalo, which will be a hell of a game next week. There you have it. All right,
6: let's do it. Let's get it out of the way because it was an ugly weekend here in pocket for me. Two teasers, both losers. Both tied to the Browns. Bam. See you later. Uh, Oconcourt. Over two and a half receptions plus money. That was a winner Saturday night. Colts, Texans under 38 and a half. Did that win? Was that a winner? Should I be looking around Uh, for that one to cash and going to my account? Yeah. Packers minus four against the Lions. I did get out of that game a little bit in play last night. Paul, you just mentioned it when they were inside Detroit territory the entire time and the play calling was awful and they could do not. I'm like, they're not going to win this game. Yep. So I got off on some uh, lines plus five and a half there in play. The end, I'm glad you mentioned the end around play. From your own 30-yard line, whatever it
5: was. They're giving you the sneak too. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, this was, yeah, it was 0-0 second quarter, Browns and Steelers. It it was
6: scoreless seven minutes to play in the second.
5: 15 points in the fourth quarter. That was a loser. Yeah.
6: Let's see here. Some of the season-long bets. Buccaneers to uh, make the playoffs. No plus 475. That was so close. But loser. Buccaneers' fewest wins. 200-1. That's a loser. Saints to win the South. Plus 340. That's. I also had the Panthers. Both, uh, both losers. Buccaneers under 10.5 plus 170. That was a winner. Titans under 9 got there. Uh, what is yeah. it? A seven-game losing streak? Yeah. Okay. I'll take it. And another one here. Uh, I think this one won, but I can't find it in my account yet. Davis Mills to lead the league in passing yard. <laughs> what was it, to one. <laughs> to okay, one. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's a loser? That okay. Yeah. Nice shot. He got the interceptions, though. Dead heat. Yeah, that came in. Yeah, that nice, came in. A nice ticket. What else do we have here? Uh, ah, new place. Georgia TCU over 63. Bet it last night. It's 60, 63 and a half. Still 64. So I like it over. I also like the Georgia team total over. I think they can score in the 40s in this game. And I had to do it this morning. I laid uh,
5: minus 120, plus the three points with the Buccaneers against the Cowboys. All right. In Pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted afternoon Eastern at com. I'm uh, a little bit excited because it's it's right there, 24-7 Tampa Bay. Does Jerry call uh, Peyton? Mm. What would you give up for Peyton? Oh, first-round pick. How about if you're Denver you go from Fangio to Hackett, you could have Peyton. Yeah, but like Michael Lombardi said earlier today, you don't have picks. There was a report out there that they were close on compensation, so I don't know what to believe. But I did see multiple reports with the $20 million uh, as well. This will be a great question from Mike Palm Wednesday. At one of the contests in town, a guy finished top five, the ATS picks. Eight weeks, the proxy did the auto pick for him. And he finished top five. I need the story. Where the proxy just goes prop, up, yeah. hits the button, autopick, put him in. What's that tip? And you want to talk about found money. Oh, but my God. That is God. The, one of the craziest contest stories I've heard. Yep.
6: Huh. And here you go. This is uh, Mike Barth. He had the entry, The Enemy Within. He was one of three entries left in Circus Survivor going into action this weekend. per entry, the payout, more than $6.1 million. Again, down to three. He had the Colts. He also had the Vikings, but he used the Colts. That was a loser. Here's Mike Barth explaining the decision here on VEASAN
4: over the weekend.
9: What was it like going through that today? You were watching the game here at Circa. Uh, It just had to be uh, heart-wrenching.
4: Yeah, um, You know. I guess I'm still digesting it all and putting it into words. But, you know, once they took over and had the lead and and you're asking a Texans team to, to, to drive the field on the road in that situation and you get a fourth and 13 to Cooks and then the fourth and 20 where he's scrambling and throwing it up in the air and the DB, you know, goes for the pick and it goes right through his hands. It's just, you know... So many of these games, you just come down to a play, an inch, you know, this or that. And sometimes it's your time and sometimes I guess it's not. I mean, cause we can look at all, you know, the Jacksonville last night, Seattle today, all of us are just, you know, I, it, it's just the way it fell. You know, um, do is, was there a better pick for me? Certainly perhaps, you know, did I miss some things in, in this? Absolutely. But they were still in position to win and, and, and the probability of that drive and converting those plays, uh, as one person said to me out there, r- 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 infinitesimal. Yeah. Really, when you think about it, when he's scrambling and throwing it back over the middle that high, I mean, at this level, those, those balls are knocked down and picked.
3: They are. They are. You know, a lot of times, too, uh, with the backup type of players, too, right? I mean, playing in these games sure. these situations. Uh, certainly, coached to do exactly what you explain. I'm curious. So, did you compete? Did you play competitive sports at all?
4: Um, when I was younger, but not nothing beyond not like high school. Yeah, okay. basic stuff. But I was always a huge fan and and and, and very involved in, yeah. in, in, in 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 watching sports and being a part of it.
5: Well, he made money. He did that that to, to lose like that. It's one thing if you get beat, but to lose like that. He's right. Fourth and twenty, up for grabs. Through the defender's hands, touchdown. Go for two, win it. Okay, and you're supposed to lose the game, get the number one pick. You no, know, by the way, I can
6: understand what he's saying with the Vikings. O- O'Connell yeah. was very shaky at best. I-, I was surprised though.
5: I, 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 you I still I, go Vikings. He had a pretty good breakdown Saturday night. I was watching, but I still. I go Vikings there yeah. over Colts. You know, may, maybe
6: I would lean Vikings there because they're bigger favorites, and you come back on Bears well, with the points, or it's a bigger, right.
5: you know, whatever. But well, he was right though. When they asked him why not Jacksonville and why not Seattle, he gave down a good breakdown. I'm, they were right; these were all tough picks. They of all could have lost. Were. Of course, they Seattle goes no to doubt. overtime. Jacksonville's losing with three minutes left. I mean, Jacksonville was extremely right fortunate oh, very, to win that game. Very, yeah. That was a great game plan by Vrabel, uh, and then how he how he goes out. I mean, it was just. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, but at least they did agree
6: to the chop, though, again, a little mm-hmm. bit. So, again, uh, details not exact. I don't think it's ever going to come out. They agreed to an NDA. So, uh, by the way, I'm looking at Pro Football Focus. They sent out their first mock draft now that the season's over with. Sure, right. In a trade for the number one overall pick, the Colts move up and take Bryce Young. See? Who knows if it's going to happen. I, you're going to see 14,000 mock drafts
5: between now and April. Yeah. But it, it, that could very well happen. Belichick announced uh, moments ago he's coming back. Last Patriots playoff win 46 months ago. There needs to be changes. We'll see what happens. Special teams, horrendous. This was, I've never seen a Belichick coach team do what they did this. Two, two kickoff returns yesterday. Special teams, awful the whole year. And then the offense. Offense. Has with, to, you knew go, it wouldn't go. work from the get-go with Patricia and Judge. I'm like, is he really trying to do this? Is he going to? Now Mac played well yesterday. I mean, some turnovers, but it just—that's the number one thing. Oh man! Yeah, and they still could have made the playoffs. That's the thing. I mean, beat the Bears Monday night, but that's—he has to make changes with this staff. And uh, was it O'Brien? What's he going to do, OC? But it's
6: how about that moment, by the way, when the Bills started the game like that? Can you believe it? I mean, it's just—it's one Come of the all—it's an all-timer. It is, it is. Uh, Opening kickoff house. What were you thinking at that point? Thirty-four-three.
5: <laughs> Blow them out. So, credit the Patriots for actually making it right. a game. Right. They have the lead in the third quarter yeah, and the did. other. They did. The first one can happen. The second one, make a tackle. Oh, boy. The guy blew the tackle on him. Oh, he just bounced right off of him. Yeah. Yep. I mean, oh. even Folk, who had a great year. Folk missed so many uh, field goals and extra points down the stretch, too. If you missed
6: any of today's show, you can listen back on your own time. All you have to do is search Follow the Money. It pops up wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Good luck with your bets tonight.